Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to Malcast episode number 21. We are here on a Saturday afternoon because we have been so busy making new shows for you guys that we ate up all of our other free time. So we are here today just to chill and talk a little bit about, you know, whatever the hell we feel like. So Patrick, before we get started, because I know you're itching to jump in here. You've been bugging me for hours. Like, just look at me. I'm full of uh, full of energy right now. It's, oh, yeah. Like, yeah. Um, if you want, hop into the chat. Just say anything, man. We'll talk about anything, as long as it's not going to get us banned. So Yeah, that is that is an important uh, caveat to have. <laughs> that is a distinction, an important distinction. So, before we get started, put your comments in the chat. We'll read them. We'll talk about them. Ask questions, for sure. Also, like, subscribe. Hit, this, hit the bell button and share our videos on social media. We don't have a marketing budget. We are three dudes in freaking apartments yeah. trying to make a difference in this world. So please share our content. It really is the best way to get it out there. And with that being said, I'm going to sit up in my chair because I look really short right now. And I'm going to let Patrick start talking. Yeah, how's my height's good? <laughs> I mean, you're shorter than me, but yeah. yeah shut up. <laughs> I've got a cat on my lap right now. You you literally cannot move. I cannot move. Um, so me and Jess actually recently got a, a little bit of a kitten. So you're going to start seeing him in a lot of our videos because he does not leave me alone. Because I think he's pair bonded with me, which is uh, rather adorable, I have to say. Uh, he just follows me around like literally everywhere. And he refuses to go to sleep by himself unless I'm sitting with him. Like it's... <clears throat> Sorry, I've got a in my throat right now um but it, it is it is rather rather cute and adorable but i think animals are just absolutely the best uh i think everyone should have a pet there's actually a lot of literature out there that supports the notion that you get a bunch of health benefits from having uh having a pet so i definitely would recommend it to anyone who is on the fence who's thinking about it and like you know i kind of want one i kind of don't i don't know um exactly uh what i should be looking for in an animal um i would say start out with a cat because they're a little bit lower maintenance than like a dog you know you're gonna have to take a dog out for a walk you're gonna have to play with the dog a lot more than play with the cat and if you, once you get a cat you gotta get two cats because one cat is none and two is one so <laughs> yeah i mean you're not wrong so the only downside is that you know at least for us the reason that we lived here for a year and didn't get any animals because it's so expensive if you live if you live in an apartment you have to pay a non-refundable deposit like where i live it was three we have two cats now it was three hundred dollars per cat non-refundable deposit it was a hundred and twenty dollars for all pets here that's insane three hundred per plus 25 per month that's insane yeah so you guys laying in the chair over there sleeping that you better know how much i love you because yeah that was that not. Is like, wait, so did you say that was three hundred dollars per month? Three hundred dollars per pet for a non-refundable deposit, and then twenty-five bucks per month per pet. That's insane. Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure where I'm at, it's just, uh, it's just, uh, it's like one hundred twenty-five dollars or something like that. Like by the by, the time we leave here, in we'll have spent twelve hundred dollars paying our landlord for for our pets to live here. That is that is insane. That that's not a. See, and that's that's a that's another uh, point why actually I'm super I'm looking for a position right now, uh, and I really want to get a job so then I can move out of my current apartment. And my current apartment's not bad. It's it's you know it's, it's I 
as far as apartments go. It's probably um, probably the best apartment I've lived in, best place I've lived in. You know, my roommates are pretty nice. By my roommates, I mean my wife and my two pets. So it's not like it was in college where I'm living with a bunch of slobs named one of them was named James. I, I Okay, no, 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 no. You cannot accuse me of that because I was not in the room most of the time. I, I have to say, I have to say, out of everyone, like, out of the other three people that I live with, James was the, the least, uh, least messy. I will admit, I'm very bad about the fridge in yes. particular. Yes. I, I tend to forget but what I have you, in the fridge. You didn't, you didn't spill Coca-Cola in the fridge and then leave it in the fridge. For months. For months. So, I, I, I have to say, I think that you're better than some other people that uh i can i can think of right now so i don't know i'm not gonna name any names because i don't want to call anyone out you know it's like of course not but i mean i i don't know i i had fun um in college living with oh the, yeah that's why it's nice i live with two people right now well three now that my fiance moved in yeah. um and it's actually nice because so for those of you who don't know and if you had if you haven't gone to patrick's wedding you probably don't know this but Patrick adopted me as his pet introvert when we met the first day of university. And it was so adorable. But um, it's funny because I'm also fairly introverted. Yes. Uh, but compared to me at the time, you yeah. were a massive extrovert. So I, I make zero effort to hang out with people because I'm always, you know, busy and stressed out because I'm a workaholic. Yeah. And so it was it's nice to have people here where it's like ah oh, man i'm tired i don't really want to make the effort to go hang out with somebody but michael's sitting right there on the couch so now we can sit yeah. and watch my hero academia for three hours and you know it, it that's that's the nice part about living with people for me yeah but no I, and 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 i i totally agree with that i mean it's it's it is it is really nice and that's that's one of the things that i know jess has been struggling with uh and uh you know for for a time i was struggling a little bit with is being so far away from everyone else it was just not fun but i mean you do get you know you do make your own new friends and everything like that uh, but you're just never gonna have the convenience of you know i'm living in an apartment with three other guys that i hang out with on a regular basis you know <laughs> but i do like i do like my current like i said i do like my current living situation i love my cats i love my wife so i would hope so yeah on, so, on a know, scale of one to all right how would you rate your wife uh, I would say all right. <laughs> just just because that's what I said on the podcast the other day. Yeah. I cannot but, believe you're like, yeah, I, you know, my wife, you know, she's all right. Yeah. Well, I mean, she is. Well, actually, that's not even true. She's not all right. She's half left, but that's besides the point. So I'm going to cut anyway. this podcast off. That was such a bad joke. <laughs> that was depressingly bad. Oh, so the, 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 the interesting thing though about cats right um, yeah so so we just like i said we just got Jax, who's my little boy and reggie initially was like he went from interested in what was in the box and then he was like i hate what's in this box <laughs> to now it's ooh, like hello are you there hi hi oh hi hi hi, hi Jax, how are you doing like you know like that kind of person you know that's that's where uh that's where Reg is at now. He he wants to he wants to find Jax and he wants to play. And then when he's done playing, he doesn't want to see Jax ever again. <laughs> so, Jax to to Reggie, Jax exists to serve him. 
um, as as a playmate, and that's pretty much about it. You are my friend of convenience, and that is it. Exactly, exactly. Which I don't think Jack's necessarily too too uh too busted up about. I think he's pretty happy with it. Oh, well, that's good. See, um, so my fiance moved in. You know, the two cats. There's Milo, which is the skinny one with the nose problem. And then Boomer, which is a big cuddle bug. So Boomer was the one they got intentionally. And then they found Milo. So she lives on a farm, lived on a farm. And it was middle of winter. Milo showed up at their doorstep and he had pneumonia, couldn't breathe, basically verge of death. And they managed to, I know, but they managed, (laughs) they managed to bring him back and, uh, you know, took him to the vet and he got better. But now he has a nose, you know, he, something's wrong with his nose. I can't remember what it is. But he sounds like Darth Vader whenever he breathes. <laughs> so he is the loudest, but most, he murped because he knows I'm talking about him. <laughs> he is the loudest, but most adorable cat in the world. And Is he nearby you? Can you show us him? Uh, he's over on the chair. I don't know if you can. Yeah, yeah I'm going to, I'm going to not show over there okay, because I'll, I've got so show, much I'm stuff over there. This, this baby boy right here. He is just past. He's out. so adorable. He is so tiny, and I want so. Uh, anyway, continue with the story. Continue. Yes. Story so, um, but he's so he's very loving in the sense that he will walk up to you, he will headbutt you, he will chirp at you, he will flop all over your lap. He doesn't just sit there and uh, chill very often. Yeah. So. You know, and on a farm full of people who are constantly moving and constantly, you know, he wasn't. When 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 people sit down there to relax, they want to relax. They don't they don't want to play yeah. and do stuff. So he wasn't exactly their favorite. But now, you know, ever since I came into the picture, because I I love how he's almost like a dog. He's begging for attention. That's and all Reggie. Yeah, it's adorable. And so I think that I have officially become his favorite. And so <laughs> he actually, you know, he's 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 a great boy, and he's he's very loved here. And so he's, uh, they were very nervous the first day they moved in because it's not only a new place, but it's a rather, you know, our entire bottom floor is one room. So it's rather big compared to the dorm room they were living in before. And they were terrified. They were hiding in the bathroom under the chair, which is a very dangerous place to hide. But now they, now they've got the zoomies all the time. We have a carpet in the entryway or like a piece of the carpet that they left in here when they made the place so uh they like to run on it which forces it to slide out from where it is and ram against the door so right now we've got shoes a carpet and a rug all piled up against our front door so if this place catches on fire i'm dead except for the fact there's a back door right there but we're gonna ignore that fact for dramatic purposes but um well uh well, like similarly to you, um, actually, so I, when I grew up, I had a cat named Maggie, and she was she was a great cat, um, and she was a big lap cat, and I really just I absolutely loved uh, sitting with her all the time, and uh, she, you know, obviously she's gone now, right, which is unfortunate, but she was just so cuddly all the time and that's kind of how reg is reg my other cat my big big fluffy gray cat who um people who watch the show will recognize him he is very cuddly but he doesn't like to sit with you he likes to just like rub up against you and like flop and like get petted and everything like that um whereas Jax, i'm trying to groom him into being more of a lap kitty like here come sit in my lap come sit in my lap like it's nice and warm you know it's very comfortable 
that kind of stuff. So then when he gets older, he's like very accustomed to sitting right on my lap because that's, you know, it reminds me of Maggie and it makes me very happy <laughs> to sleep with my baby boy. So Jax is, is absolutely adorable seeing him and Reggie play. I oh, love yeah, it. it's so cute. It's so, it's absolutely adorable. Like, uh, we have this little purple tunnel thing that Reg goes in and out of all the time. And Reg went into it, and uh, Jax just jumped on the top of it, and Reg is like, ah! <laughs> so, it, it is just really, really funny um, just seeing him, uh, seeing him just go to town and be like a little kitten again. Uh, and I know, I know he enjoys it, too. Uh, his only complaint right now, uh, Reggie, is uh, Jax doesn't really understand exactly... Uh, boundaries too well and uh, as a kitten never yeah, would as he, as he would you know like which makes sense so but he, he's being a very good boy and we're very happy with, with the uh, the transition and uh, Reggie used to uh, be like very demanding of attention a lot of the time and he would just come over and, and bother me and Jess while we're working on something or whatever it is that we're doing uh, but now since we've got Jax, Jax tires him out and he takes a nap so it's, it's been all around pretty good for us, I have to say. Nice. Yeah, the other, once we move out of this place, we want to get a dog. Um, Yelena actually already has a dog at the at the farm. But the reason we're not moving him in here is, one, I didn't want to pay another $300. Um, but two, he's... Well, he's an outside dog. And so yeah. being in an apartment all day with everyone at work... No, it's you know it's different for cats. For but cats, cats can edu- can not educate. Uh, cats can entertain themselves. Cats you know? can educate themselves. They can't we've, educate themselves. We've got a Planet of the Apes situation here. It's very concerning, yeah. considering the fact that cats are not <laughs> benevolent rulers. No, they're definitely not. But uh, the uh, the 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 cats are fairly flexible uh, in how how they can like kind of conduct themselves. You know, mm. but. But the dogs, they, they need constant attention because they are, they're, you know, more pack animals, right? So they're going to appreciate it a lot more than, than a cat would. Even though Reggie, Reggie and both, and Jax are both very social little kittens. So Reggie's, Reggie's, uh, also to put this in perspective so you guys saw how tiny Jax is. Uh, Reggie is a Maine Coon, which is, I think, like the third largest cat breed. We didn't know that when we got him. We thought he was a Russian Blue. And you're going to be like, okay, how do you mistake you make him for Rush Blue? He was so malnourished. He didn't have any of his fluff uh, or anything. Like, he's got these big old, like, kind of, like, you know, like mutt chops kind of things flaring out from the side and a huge mane and everything like that. But he didn't have that when we first got him because he just had not eaten anything. Because whoever uh, whoever dropped him off or lost him or whatever, he's been declawed and he was found in a, in a cornfield. So, like, he can't catch anything because he, he, when, when he plays with his toys, he just, like, hugs it to death. <laughs> It's adorable, but it is kind of sad at the same time. It doesn't have claws. I'm not a big fan of uh, of declawing animals, personally. So, so. I, I would like to point out the uh, the irony of the fact that our company is called Malcast, and our yeah. logo includes two cats, and we've spent the last 15 minutes talking about cats. Yeah, well, that's because cats are cool. Cats are... I um, love cats. I did not used to be a cat person until I had to... Um, I had to house sit for... My girlfriend, because she and her family were going to Canada. This is a sophomore year of college, so five years ago. And um, Kylie, or is this Chloe? That was Kylie. So taking care of her dog was a huge pain in the ass, but taking care of the cat was super easy. And 
Yeah. Yeah. So, and they were a lot you know, more cuddly and yeah. Yeah. They don't require like a whole lot of attention, but uh, I know you mentioned that you had seen uh, King Kong recently. Uh, yeah. I have yet to see it. So, How was it? yeah. So I had not seen King of the Monsters or Kong Skull Island. I had seen Godzilla 2014. And Both a couple, of those are great movies. Yes. Well, I watched King of the Monsters last night and it was amazing because so my issue with the first one is definitely there's too much human action yeah um because you see what you don't care about (laughs) well you in that movie no because they're you know they're new characters realistically like in in my opinion in monster movies like this the job of the humans is to set up the stage why why are these monsters here why are they acting the way they are and how do we influence their actions? The main yeah. characters are Godzilla and Ghidorah, or Godzilla and the Mutos, or Godzilla and Kong. It's not, you know, Ren Sarazawa or anyone else. So, you know, I thought I thought they actually did a really good job with the the human characters. To be yes, well, in twenty four, I don't think they were bad human characters. You know, yeah. they they weren't necessarily poorly written, but the Mutos in twenty fourteen got maybe fifteen minutes of screen time, and Godzilla got a little bit less than that because you know the mutos were shown more escaping and stuff and dealing with humans and compare that to king of the monsters or godzilla versus kong where in king of the monsters the only time humans are on screen are to talk about the monster and or to interact with it same with uh godzilla versus kong whereas in 2014 we're actually like following this guy and he's talking with other people and we know about his family life you know, then didn't really, didn't really like that too much. I have to say. Yes, but so King of the Monsters, Godzilla vs Kong, great movies, great fight scenes, and the way they dive into the lore of the MonsterVerse. I've always been obsessed with Lovecraftian lore, for example, yeah. or now MonsterVerse lore, because it's so interesting to see this alternate universe of ours, um, and how if these things were real, how it would affect our current world and that's really what um the I mean, if you like does. that if you like that have you seen the movie underwater i have not okay you should definitely watch that because based on what you're saying it uh it would be like right up your alley uh, it so okay i don't want to give away too much because there are some there are some twists but so there's this research uh station that is researching and also collecting uh like materials in the Mariana Trench and the movie starts and there's like no introduction to the characters, which I thought was an interesting choice. Um, I didn't necessarily agree with it, but it is, it makes it so, you know, you're more focused on uh, what's going on right now rather than like how this is going to affect the characters, which I think it it worked for the movie. I have to say, Um, anyway, so, so they're on the, um, they're on this platform thing gets hit by a large earthquake and a part of the facility is destroyed and they have to try to escape this facility under you know under the water right and it starts out like oh no you know it's an escape movie and then it turns into something else that is more of a lovecraftian kind of this isn't the megalodon movie with jason statham is it no this is not the megalodon movie um but it is uh it is really good. I I would definitely recommend people check it out if they uh if they have the opportunity to. 
yeah anyway that anyway, that, so that does not, sound not like to an... get us too, uh, not to get us too far off track no i mean you can't get off track from cats and godzilla so that's true that's true <laughs> But no, I just want to talk about it because I, I love I love the movie. You've you've seen King of the Monsters. So yes, I watch um for those of you out there, if you're interested in the MonsterVerse, I cannot recommend enough um Goji Center and Dangerville. I've been watching a lot of their videos in the last couple of weeks, um, since watching Godzilla vs. Kong. And it's a great way to dive into the Monsterverse universe and understand what's happening and the significance of a lot of the lore behind it because it's it's really interesting and um it isn't it is an alternative in my opinion to lovecraft in a lot of ways um and what's interesting is i think so there's obviously been a lot of godzilla games a lot of monster fighting games whatever but i think that the the world they're setting up would be very interesting for a video game after um godzilla versus kong because um, I'm not spoiling anything here. We know that they go to yeah. the Hollow Earth, and so wait, really? Yeah, it's in the trailer. I have not seen Godzilla vs Kong, so I did not know that they did that. Yes, in the trailer, I, even I don't, I don't watch trailers anymore. I have to be completely honest. There's very few trailers that I watch because, uh, and the, uh, I'll, I'll get into this once you finish. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, so they go into the Hollow Earth, so you know you can have scenarios where you're on you're on top of the earth you know you're on earth with all the titans that they introduced in king of the monsters or you're on skull island um or you can go to hollow earth and deal with more monsters they introduced there and there's i think there's just so much they could do with a video game and it wouldn't be like a tarok or whatever turok or you know what Tur- I'm talking about. Turok, yeah yeah where you're going and killing dinosaurs no you I mean, most of these beasts you're not going to be able to kill them um it reminds me of the king kong game after the uh what 2005 movie came out yeah. where you're on skull island and like yeah you can kill some of the smaller things like the bugs and the bats that come after you but you're not going to kill the big dinosaurs and you're certainly not going to kill kong in that game and not kill the skull crawlers yeah so and like. well yeah in this one it would be skull crawlers instead of dinosaurs because in 2005 it was dinosaurs oh yeah yeah gotcha gotcha, gotcha. um and I, I, th- I think it'd be a lot of fun because I think you could actually go a route where, have you ever played, um, was it Alien Isolation? Yes. That game, the way that it treats horror, because you have, like, I, I love horror games where you, you have weapons and they actually work, but yeah. they're not going to save you at the end of the day. Yeah, like um, they, 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 have a, they have an effect and you can affect your environment, but like you're, it's it's kind of like Dead Space. Like your, yes. your animals gonna be limited. You know, you have to be smart about it. You can't fight everything, and you, you know you got to get out. Well, except yeah. I mean, in Dead Space, at least you can still kill pretty much everything if you, yeah. you know, if you're if good you, enough. If you game. mag dump enough into it, yeah, you're gonna kill it. Exactly. <laughs> Whereas in Alien Isolation, you're never gonna kill the alien, no, and no, in this, you're never gonna kill Godzilla Kong you know, whatever. Um, so I think that would be a very interesting video game concept and far more interesting than just another, you know, fighting game where I'm going to pick King Ghidorah and you're going to pick Kong and then it's just, you know, yeah, Mortal Kombat, but with different characters. Yeah, I, I definitely like the idea of, of what you just put forth with the, uh, like, the kind of monster horror survival kind of thing. I'm a big fan of that. Like, I, I 
summer um a couple of years ago just watching like b horror movies from like the 80s and stuff that have uh that have like giant like crocodiles and crap in them so like lake placid uh anaconda oh, yeah. uh, uh what is it gus or something like that gustav i believe is what it is let's see if i can look this up movie well he's looking this up i'm gonna oh, take primeval. This... it's called primeval yeah oh, okay sorry I'm going to I'm going to plug if you guys want a fantastic like D-list horror movie. This is not sponsored, but Cadaver Christmas. It is available for sale on Amazon, I believe. Check it out because it was filmed at St. Ambrose. Yeah. Um and it is funny. I want to show you I want to show you guys um this uh the this thing like this is terrifying uh if if you were into if you're into uh uh like b horror movies like just look at this shot i'm, I'm putting it i'm gonna put it in the podcast chat so you can see it okay uh, let's you want me to share it yeah sure go for it look at that shot like that like you don't see a whole lot it is terrifying it's just like like you just see like the like the the outline for the most part of the of the uh, crocodile that's in this movie and the crocodile is freaking massive too like that's the thing is it is and, and i i don't think a lot of people understand exactly how big crocodiles can get you know they can get to like what 25 feet i um, mean they and they can get massive even in the modern day but they used to be able to get much larger too oh, yeah. So, so the largest crocodile ever measured is, or is a crocodile named Lolong that is 20 feet, three inches. Massive. And, and you have to, like, it, you're like, oh, okay, that's pretty big. You have to understand that the, the mouth is probably the size of your torso large or longer. You mm-hmm. know? Uh, like, there's there's that famous picture of the, of the crocodile, like, swimming or whatever, right next to the person. And, like, the dude bits in his mouth deeply, you know? Just big, big, big crocodile is one of my favorite things to just look up. Uh, and that's because I'm a dude and that's what we like to do. <laughs> but I will say, so back to Godzilla. Oh, sorry. No, you're good. One of the things that I like, and this is actually, you know, this happens in Lovecraft too. The monsters are personified. Yes. So in Lovecraft, it's more in your face because, you know, Cthulhu or... Um, I can't pronounce or remember most of them most of their names but they all have what we would consider human traits they all have personalities because they are a a an intelligent species um they're a sentient species with tons of power um in godzilla it's less in your face but you see it in moments for example in king of the monsters godzilla recognizes that sarazawa is in his temple sacrificing himself to help godzilla he comes out of the water afterwards and looks at the sub. If he were just an instinctual animal, he would have killed all the humans oh, yeah. there. But he oh, didn't yeah. because he recognized that, number one, they weren't a threat, which is a recurring theme with Godzilla. Number two, that they were there to help him. You know, he goes yeah. in the battle with King Ghidorah with humans at his side. And it's interesting because you can actually see which titans are, you know, if we want to take, bring D&D into the mix, we can see their alignment with God's, yeah. with Godzilla realistically being somewhere along the lines of, like, 
true neutral or a chaotic good or you know I, that's where i would place them where mothra would be like lawful good and king Ghidorah would be chaotic evil um yeah well isn't king Ghidorah in that movie supposed to be from like outer space or something yes yeah, so king Ghidorah is an alien species that goes to planets and terraforms them into hellscapes and uh so goji center breaks down that there are four alphas that can call on other monsters to do stuff because of how strong they are. Um, okay. And they are Ghidorah species, the Gojira species, the uh, Mothra species, and Kong species. Why Mothra? Um, I don't know. <laughs> uh, I haven't gotten that deep into the lore yet, but Mothra is considered an alpha species, not necessarily because of... It seems like not because of, the, of Mothra's strength, but... Because Mothra does defeat Rodan in King of the Monsters, but Rodan is portrayed as kind of a coward in King of the Monsters, realistically. Yeah. Um, the way he flips side sides constantly between Ghidorah and Godzilla. Um, but probably because Mothra has certain healing properties and you know plays a greater role in bringing balance beyond just destroying things. Like yeah. Godzilla does. Um, for example, you see Mothra sacrifices herself to save Godzilla in King of the Monsters. You see, apparently, that uh, they talk about this in the novelization, the mist that falls over Godzilla after Ghidorah, or, you know, completely eradicates Mothra, is what prevented Godzilla from going nuclear and just exploding completely. When he when they're talking about oh he's going thermonuclear it was twelve minutes until Godzilla goes poof because they overcharged him. Yeah. Mothra is the reason that he did not die. There. Yeah. Um, not to mention buying Godzilla another few seconds. Um, yeah, which I, I, yeah, obviously is important. Yeah, and but on, on the same note, why is Kong an alpha species? Um, Kong probably we don't know if Kong's uh, alpha call could raise or lower monsters uh, the way that Godzilla's and Ghidorah's can. But um, the Kong species is the most intelligent of the uh, of the Titans, and they have the shortest lifespans, but they reproduce the fastest. They are able to use tools in a way that Godzilla and the other one other uh, Titans can't. Yeah, got opposable thumb and a great attitude. Yes, exactly. They <laughs> are you know they are the humans of the Titan universe, even though yeah. humans exist in the Titan universe. Yeah. So. Um, I don't know where I started with that. I'm just sharing tons of knowledge. I've been no, watching way too many videos it. about this recently. No, I mean, I think that, um, so, so Jess, my wife, um, has decided that we're going to go see a quiet place too, uh -huh. um, on Tuesday, which I'm actually really excited about. I really enjoyed the first quiet place. It, it was absolutely terrifying for me uh personally um i do not deal well with uh, horror movies or like suspenseful movies or whatever my theory is i do not like watching a horror movie if you cannot deal with the bad guy with the with the monster or whatever by shooting it yeah <laughs> and i don't i don't consider the monster movies horror movies by the way they yeah. there's no elements of horror whatsoever in those movies um yeah i mean it i i also would agree with that that they're not they're not horror movies but uh a movie like quiet place is yes which is why i don't so, watch those movies i i like it i liked it um 
you know, I thought it had a great message, the first Quiet Place, you know, about family and, you know, self-sacrifice and all of that kind of stuff. Um, it's a fairly conservative film, I have to say. Um, but I think that for me, when you're talking about, like, Godzilla and stuff, I would say I think that Godzilla and King Ghidorah and King Kong and all these other people or other monsters represent like ideas more so than than personalities i would i would go with that uh i think it's a little bit more accurate as to what they're doing you know what i'm saying yes from my from, yeah, you know, like godzilla, godzilla is is more democratic and you know king Ghidorah is a lot more authoritarian and and how they approached as alpha species how they approached the other species I mean, yeah. kind of. Godzilla, I mean, explicitly, you know. So after King of the Monsters, Godzilla literally just tells all the other Titans, all right, go back to sleep. All right, fuck off. Yeah, basically. he, And then he's going to go, you know, if a Titan gets out of line, he goes and murders it. So Yeah, like, go to bed, and if you wake up, I kill you. <laughs> more or less. Um, there's, how is it? Uh, and in... you can also look at him as, like, and I think this is brought up in the film, Godzilla is more of like the natural order, whereas King Ghidorah is kind of like um, more like industry and, uh, you know, kind of working against nature, let's say. Yeah. You know, like I mean, a, modern, wanna, a modern nature versus man kind of approach. If you want to take Tyrion Lancaster's view of everything. I don't know who Tyrion Lancaster is. You've seen, have you seen, you've seen Game of Thrones? Yeah. It's Tyrion Lannister. Oh, oh my God! It's based on the Lancasters. Yes, that's why I said it that way. <laughs> um, it was intentional. We swear. It's it's been a few it's been a few years. I haven't watched Game of Thrones since season eight. Absolutely destroyed the entire franchise. Yeah, it, that was just just it was just embarrassing just to see that, and I don't know. I wish that they would do. No, I mean every the only really. I mean, there were some cool set piece moments in there, but whether you're looking at uh, the Battle of King's Landing or the Battle of um, Winterfell, mm -hmm. um, Kings and Generals oh. on YouTube did a fantastic breakdown. Of, or it, no, it was Invicta. Invicta did a, a fantastic breakdown of both battles using real world, real world tactics and explained why they were done so poorly. Because like at the Battle of Winterfell, for example you send, you know, what, 10,000 cavalry charging headlong into an immortal army, firing your catapults once. Yeah. You know, it, it just doesn't... It, you know, the if entire anything, thing. you should have sent the cavalry, like, either away off the field, or you should have just put them around your catapults to protect them. Well, and then the catapults were in front of the infantry. They attempted yeah. to use defense in depth, but did it terribly. I mean, there's you can you can tear apart that battle so much, and the the thing is, it's it was laziness because you can have yeah. cool shots while using realistic tactics, but it was just laziness. They didn't want to do their research, and yeah. so it made. And, you know, and I think that you could tell that in like the last season, they just didn't give a shit anymore. Yeah. yeah. Well, in the last two, really, they started caring about okay, what what would be cool to see on screen? Yeah, it's it's really cool to see you know these massive pots of fire flying over cavalry as they have flaming swords and they're charging into an army of undead. It looks super cool. 
but it doesn't make sense both in real world and from the yeah. in-world perspective. The entire thing doesn't make sense. Um, so yeah, I just had to get in there and shit on Game of Thrones a little bit. Yeah. But back to the, yes, uh, back to Godzilla. Um, yeah, it would, the other thing that annoyed the hell out of me. So Rodan got just absolutely wrecked by um, King Ghidorah, but then Godzilla shows up gets Ghidorah underwater, and of, and of course, in that scenario, Godzilla is just going to end Ghidorah because Ghidorah has no advantages there. And he's winning. He's ripped off ahead of Ghidorah. And then the military is like, oh, hey, I have an idea. We're going to shoot this oxygen destroyer in there. It removes oxygen in a two-mile radius. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to say, in their defense, they did not know Godzilla was winning. Fair. I'll give them that one. They should, at the very least, have, you know, consulted the scientist, the scientists that knew, hey, Ghidorah's from outer space. He doesn't need oxygen. Yeah. Godzilla does. So yep. why would you, you're just going to kill Godzilla and then nothing else on Earth is strong enough to fight Ghidorah other than yeah, Godzilla. That, that, that I agree. That was kind of like a huge oversight. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, here's the, that's a, the funny thing is, and what I didn't mind about it, it was an it was an oversight that makes sense in in world. So you can't say that oh they did the, the you know they used the oxygen destroyer uh you know and it didn't make any sense in world the way that we're talking about Game of Thrones. Um, it makes perfect sense that a trigger happy you know trigger happy admiral is gonna use this weapon they've been developing because oh we can you know the, these two alpha titans we can get them both in one go. Did you bother to do any research? Did you ask anyone's opinion? Did you actually get an idea of the situation on the ground? No, yeah. you didn't do any of that. You're trigger happy. You just shot it. And it shows not necessarily problems with the writing. It It's good writing because it shows that there's flaws with those characters. Yeah, because the characters are all dumb. Yes. But um, and there's also speculation that the using the oxygen destroyer is going to result in the creation of Destroya, another Titan. But uh, there's I was looking last night and I don't see that there's any movies planned for after Godzilla vs Kong, at least not announced. I like I like the universe. I think it's a really good universe. I mean, they've made almost two billion dollars. They're gonna make more. They've got to make more movies. Um, um, I think they're going. I do want to. I do want to. I do want to. You know, before we end up, uh, I want to point your attention to what I just sent uh, in the Malcast chat between the two of us. Okay. Want to share that? Share that with the uh, the viewers. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> you can, if you want to just show one, you could pick one. Um, but I do think that first one is really funny. I I, I got to show this one. Here, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna queue up a few of them. Okay. All right, so I think I just think alligators are pretty cute. Uh, crocodiles are absolutely fucking terrifying, but alligators are pretty cute. I think. All right, so first we I'm showing that uh, that image again earlier from the horror movie. Big old alligator crocodile thing. Yes. Then and we have the here next one is a real life alligator uh, crocodile. Yes. So then we've got a real life one. It's massive. That thing could swallow yeah. you whole, almost swallow you whole. I swear. And then we have... And it swims in a lake of chocolate milk. Uh, yes, sure. Is it missing an arm? There's... It's missing an arm. 
No, I don't think. No, I think you're right. Yeah. Yeah, it's missing an arm. Um, I mean, it's not that big of a deal for a creature of that size. (laughs) No. And then here we have an alligator in a harness and a sombrero. Because I I picked that one because it's it's hilarious. Uh, um, All right. His name, I'm looking it up. His name is Fluffy. His name is Fluffy. (laughs) So there's actually an entire Reddit dedicated to alligators wearing hats. That's great. We, We have come full circle from pets to Godzilla to pets. And I was actually thinking to myself last night, like, a baby Godzilla would be adorable but terrifying at the same time. Um, I think baby things are just really cute in general. And I think that's part of their, like, evolution is to be cute. Well, yeah. I mean, at least uh, human babies in particular, they have to, you know, they they have to be cute. Otherwise, they're going to get, you know. Yeah, they're going to get their head smashed in with a rock. Spartan yeeted off the cliff. (laughs) Or that. (laughs) uh anyway anyway, i think i think we're good to close out here but yeah (laughs) okay we've we've gone off the rails a bit all right thank you guys for watching um yeah like share subscribe do all that stuff we're gonna be playing um resident evil uh not seven village more on twitch patrick what are you gonna start playing patrick is going to start working on a series called pat plays on YouTube and possibly Twitch. I have, I need to figure out how to set up the Twitch stuff on my end. But I'll be playing through a couple of dating simulators first. Uh, I've got some lined up. There is a Doki Doki Literature Club that is going to be the first one that I do. I'm not super familiar with that franchise. And um, nobody tell him anything about it. I'm not, I'm not a big fan of dating simulators in general i've already got a wife i don't need to do a dating simulator because i'm not a sad person and then the next episode is going to be an adam sandler dating simulator where i get to go hang out with adam sandler i guess so which i mean that makes it all i'm not the biggest fan of his movies but like i feel like he'd be fine i like adam sandler he's right he's right so all right thank you guys for watching we will be back monday night uh this week we're gonna be talking about the u.s media monday night we're gonna be focusing on some of the things we've seen recently and particularly the national media. And then Friday, we're going to be, I'm attempting to get on a local reporter here. Um, and that way we can talk about the state of local media, which for those of you who don't know, I do work for a media company in their obviously accounting department. And uh, it's very different from the state of the national media and online media in particular, online and cable media. So yeah, stay tuned for that. 7 p.m. on Monday, and we will see you guys there. Peace out.